0: You're on EducateForLife.con radio with Kevin Carnivore. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become
1: Unshucked! I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over. She
2: We're now at DEFCON 1.
3: Did you say Carnivore or Carnivore?
1: Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover.
4: Bring your time and bring your shame. Bring your
5: guilt. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is join.educateforlife.org. I've got 40 online classes defending the truth of the Bible. It's a great resource. Uh, if you're a homeschool parent or you lead a home fellowship, or uh, maybe a Sunday school class, or you just want to get more equipped to be able to defend the Word of God, uh, if you want to be able to share some solid answers with neighbors or friends or coworkers, it's a great resource for you. My guests today are with Sunshine Haven, sunshinehaven.org, which is a, uh, a club, a Bible club for kids in elementary schools and middle schools, Mary Rothman is the founder of the sunshine sunshine club. She's with us today. Dora Bruninger also, um, who works with Mary and Chris Alley is, um, going to give us a little bit of a testimony of how the clubs impacted his life. And, um, I just want to thank you, Mary, for being on the show today honored yeah awesome and um also dora thank you for being here thank you and chris you just came back from a uh camp a christian camp where you were um helping out yeah that's true so so chris sounds a little um like tuck kind of batman like right now but um that's because he's <laughs> yelling and screaming with all these kids
2: i am like Batman.
5: <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching on youtube you can see him in here and he does look kind of like batman in a way. <laughs> anyway um so i wanted to start off mary just by finding out how long ago you started the Sunshine Clubs? Um, because they're all over the clubs. My own mo- mom volunteered in the one in Hamul, and uh, there were two hundred kids in the in the um, Sunshine Club. Which I, when I heard about that, I was that's incredible that you have such a presence on the campuses in East County and um, are doing so much to impact the lives of so many young people. Uh, it's really incredible. Can you start us all the way back at the beginning and what um, started you down the road to? Um, founding the Sunshine Clubs, and um, we'll talk more about um, what, what you're doing now and then what you foresee for the future, too.
4: Sure. Um, started by walking with a friend who worked with high risk kids in a school in El Cajon, and she would tell me stories about kids whose moms didn't wake them up for school, they didn't have a jacket to wear or an umbrella, or hadn't eaten when they got to school, and I kept saying, what can I do, Louise? What could I What could I help with? I met with her and the school nurse and the principal, and we started a club. Well, actually, it was a grooming um, readiness club during school time in a little tiny classroom. And we'd take six kids at a time and show them how to be um, ready for school, groomed. And how to make a little healthy meal themselves.
5: That's that's awesome. Now I, I want to interrupt here because there's a question going through my mind. It's probably going through some of our listeners' minds, which is, um, did you have like a degree in starting Bible clubs or something, or a degree? And <laughs> I mean, because um, a lot of people are thinking, it's amazing to me that you just saw a need and you jumped in and decided, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a difference here. Um, what was your background in? Did you have some sort of a
4: speech and English major in college? Okay. But I loved kids and I loved the Lord.
5: That's great. Now, did you grow up in a Christian family?
4: I did. My dad was a pastor.
5: Okay. So, I mean, that's encouraging to our listeners because if you're out there listening and you're thinking, hey, I want to serve the Lord in some capacity, I want to find a way, you don't have to have some sort of a theology degree in order to go out and make a difference in the community.
4: No, I think you just have to have a vision that the Lord's planted in your heart Mm -hmm. and then go for it. That's fantastic. And he opened the doors every step of the way.
5: Yeah. So you started that first little club where you were you were teaching kids how to make meals. Were you already um, sharing Bible stories with these kids or what was happening?
4: No, but I'd always ask a lead question like, who would you like to be like when you grow up? And they would say, well, what would you say, Miss Mary? And I'd say, well, I'd like to be more like Jesus. And they admired the six of us so much that they were easy to impress and and love on, and it was such a rewarding time.
5: That is so great. So um, how many clubs do you currently have on the campuses in East County now?
4: 41, but we could have 53. We've got schools that we have opened, that we've had a presence at, that want us back, but it takes three or four volunteers in each school um, for the safety and for the um, handling of a club, Yeah, and so... It is getting those volunteers, and it's once a week, and it's an hour and a half. If you love kids and you love the Lord, you could do this job.
5: Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, so you went from one club to 41 clubs in how long? Like, how long did that take?
4: Oh, my goodness. I think it was about seven, eight years. It was, at one time, I was teaching five clubs a week, Whoa! and I would go to schools and i would look in the playground area and i'd see the kids with the uncombed hair and the shoes that had holes in them and i go that's the next school and the lord just directed and led and opened doors and brought the volunteers it was such a exciting marvelous time mm. just just couldn't give enough or do enough for those kids
5: yeah that is that is great and uh so so when it comes to volunteers, um, it just has to be a, a somebody who loves the Lord and loves kids and wants to serve. And are these clubs during school hours or are they after school?
4: Right after school is over. Okay. Um, most of them are an hour and a half after the school is over.
5: And they, are these with elementary kids? What, what grades are they?
4: Elementary starting with first grade and then middle school.
5: Okay, so you have middle school. So how many are elementary and how many are middle school? Dora,
4: how many would you say?
6: About twenty-eight elementary, and the rest about fifty. Um, the balance would be middle school.
5: Okay, that's great. And and how have things changed over time? As far as uh, are the needs the same, or are the needs changing at all? How did how since? I mean, uh, I think you said you've been doing this for twenty-seven years. Is that right? Yes. So, so have things changed at all? Or is I'd it, say
4: there's a lot more regulations at the schools. Okay. That's why we have to have more volunteers in the the very beginning, because you can't let somebody go to the bathroom by themselves or go get a drink by themselves. And you can't discipline someone by having them sit right outside the door for a minute to settle down. Mm. You can't do that anymore. Oh, well, what do you do? You give them a job. Oh, okay. (laughs) In the back corner of the room. (laughs) Got
5: to be creative. Yes. That's great. Okay. Um, and, and so, um, Dora, what's your role with the Sunshine Haven? How, how do you um,
6: well, help out? Well, I, I oversee all of the programs that we do. We do all the Sunshine Clubs. Um, so I oversee all of those teams and make sure things are going well, if they have any needs. Uh, we have a lot of resources at the Haven. Mm-hmm. And so just constantly trying to communicate with the club leaders. Is there anything you need? Is there anything we can do for you? Um, to I um, head up the training for all of the club leaders, we have an annual training.
5: Well, that's a great thats a great question right there that a lot of people are probably, probably going through their mind is, hey, I feel completely unprepared. So you have training for people to yes. be able to— Yes,
6: we have the structure, we have the training, we have resources, and then we are there to support. So it's probably the easiest ministry to step into to, because it's all laid out, it's ready to go, we can show you how to do it, yeah. get help you get started— and stay in there with you and not just say, okay, good luck. Thanks for signing yeah. up. Um, it's been great. Uh, so we we have a lot of support, a lot of resources. Um, I also help promote and run our life skills program, which we can talk at some point here, um, which is one of our other amazing programs that kids who go to Sunshine Club get invited to go to our life skills program, which is at our site, not on the school campus. So it's a, it's a different program, but it's really how Mary started with the life skills for oh, okay. those six how children. She was
5: saying uh, with helping out with making a meal for yourself, right?
6: And it it's just expanded and grown into something really big, and where the kids can learn to play guitar, learn to cook, learn to sew, continue their literacy. And
5: does that cost money for them to attend? That? No,
6: everything we do is free for the children.
5: Wow, that yeah. is an, that's it's, incredible.
6: It is. It's so fun. Um, so I'm blessed to be part of this and. Um,
5: So so you're helping both their spiritual needs and their physical needs and their mental needs. Exactly. The whole
6: child. Yeah.
5: And and that's really what the the Bible teaches us to do, right? Is um, to help a person. In James, it says if you say, uh, be well, but you don't help them with their physical needs, with their food or their drink or whatever they need, um, then, you know. Right. Yeah. So that's great. You're really putting – representing christ well to them that's fantastic yes
6: and children who come to club they stay in club first grade through fifth grade then they go into higher ground which is what our middle school clubs are called and they participate in life skills those children have a really good foundation when they are in middle school and high school much stronger foundation than if they didn't have that because they've got all these people they know love them Mm. support them have invested in them once they've participated in club or life skills they never forget it how it could just stays you? part. as yeah. part of them, and uh, all these people loving on them and talking to them, engaging them in conversation that's is this life changing.
5: And w- and and that's what uh, Chris is going to share is mm-hmm. how the Sunshine uh, Clubs actually impacted him. Mm-hmm. So stay with us when we get back. We're going to have a testimony from Chris Alley. He's going to share um, how this impacted him when you were ten years old. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So what an amazing testimony. And th- and you're just one of hundreds and hundreds of kids. Uh, whose life has been changed. And then to see what you then go and do is absolutely incredible. So um, we're going to be right back. Stay with us. I'm with Mary Rothman, Dora Bruninger, and Chris Alley from sunshinehaven.org. We'll be right back.
0: 619
1: When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631.
4: I will cast my cares on you.
5: Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is join.educateforlife.org. Org. You can pick up recordings of uh, previous programs if you'd like to. You can check us out on Facebook and YouTube also. Got all kinds of amazing interviews up there. Uh, not too long ago, I interviewed a man who has the world record for the fastest gun disarm. He can take a gun out of a person's hand in under a quarter second. And he's also a missionary in Iraq. So that's Victor Mark's uh, incredible interview. Check that out on our, um, our channel and also on our website. All kinds of resources for you there. My guests today are Mary Rothman, Dora Bruninger, and Chris Alley from sunshinehaven.org. And they are really looking for volunteers. So I hope that you will take the time Uh, If you're looking for a way that the Lord can use you to be involved and make a a big impact in the lives of other people, uh, this is an incredible ministry, and they really need volunteers. Is that right, Mary? Oh, yes, we always do. Yeah and you have 41 clubs but you could have as many i mean there are there are a bunch of other schools that would love to have clubs we, you just don't have enough volunteers we
4: could have another 12 open that we've already been in the schools wow
5: but so you've already to- got it's already passed the yes. the administration that hey we like this club
4: yes it makes a difference in kids and they can tell in the school in fact the principal in the first club would send me kids and say She needs to be in your club (laughs) and that I would go and invite and, but he was just so he saw the difference in the kids and anyhow, he was the one that helped me be the tough person too. And when somebody was bullying, somebody taught me how to deal with it Yeah, instead of saying, no, no. Anyhow,
5: he was really smart. That's great. Um, Okay, so Chris, we wanted to hear your testimony. Um, When were you first made aware of Sunshine Haven, uh, and and how did did you get involved?
2: Yeah, so when I was in second grade, I don't know exactly how I ended up in the room. I heard there was candy and soda. (laughs)
5: That's all it takes. My kids would all be there in a heartbeat.
2: Yeah, so I ended up going to, we called it Good News Club back then. Mm -hmm. I ended up going, and that was the first time I showed up. Um, and then one Now the, what What grade were you in? I was in second grade Second grade, okay Yeah So then one of the teachers Pulled aside the uh, the lady that was running it Sharon Cashard And told her that they shouldn't let me in the club Because I was a bad kid <laughs> Oh man Yeah So <laughs> uh, One of those But it didn't make sense to Sharon Yeah Sharon thought I was a great kid They thought I was a bad kid It didn't make sense to her So what she decided to do Was she started volunteering at my school And so she would come in my classroom And observe what was going on so she could figure out what the difference was so um, I was the kind of kid that had my desk in the back in the corner and I was facing the wall I didn't participate in anything if the teachers wanted me to do something I would say no they'd be like did you do your homework I was like no I didn't do my homework they're like hey can you read this I'm like no I'm not going to read that stop telling me what to do um, <laughs>
5: second grade no, this is second grade this is second grade oh man <laughs> yeah
2: um, I, had a, I had a really weird upbringing up to that time Um, can you share
5: with us what, 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 what do you mean by that?
2: Well, um, I was born in Northern California. Uh, my mom was addicted to drugs. Um, we lived with my grandma who had 12 grandkids who all lived there and there was a lot of different types of abuse. Um, so up to that time I had lived in like 20, 23 different places. I was homeless. I was in and out of, uh, foster care. Um, I had been a lot of different types of abuse.
5: So no wonder you were as upset as you were, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I,
2: I had a lot going on. I knew a lot of things children shouldn't know. Yeah. But I also missed out on a lot of the fundamentals that children should have known. Mm. So, yeah. So either way, I was in this classroom. Teachers didn't like me. Um, I didn't like them. And that my mentality was, if you were nice to me, I was going to be nice to you. If you weren't nice to me, I wasn't going to respect you. Yeah. It's the mentality that I had in the living in the ghettos that I lived in. Sure, yeah. So, um, but either way, she was observing me, and what she figured out that the teachers hadn't figured out is that I, I had never learned how to read. Um, I was 10 years old, I was in second grade. Um, I didn't know my ABCs, because I had been in and out of so many different schools. It just fell and the teacher teachers cracks. didn't know? No, they thought I was just stubborn. I, I would tell them that I, I wouldn't read that, or I wasn't going to do that, Because I was embarrassed Mm. that I didn't know how to read. Wow. Yeah. So I hid it from them.
5: Do you think there are other kids that are still facing those kind of circumstances in the schools today?
2: Oh, I'm sure there are. Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of kids that are just being diagnosed as bad kids when really they're just, they have a lot going on and they don't know how to bring it up.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And they're also, like you said, they're embarrassed that, uh, I don't want people to know, you know, where I'm weak or that I, I don't know something at this age and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. So So what happened next?
2: So Sharon pulled me aside and she asked me if I could read. Um, I think I started to lie and then I just started to cry Hmm. and um, I remember she hugged me and then the next thing I knew she had gone out with her own money and bought uh, the Hooked on Phonics program and was taking me um, to contact my parents and she was taking me places and her and her son, they were working with me, teaching me how to read Hooked on Phonics and then I was going to the Bible Club and um, learning how to read and learning about Jesus at the same time. Yeah, And it changed my life. So, wow.
5: so when did you, um, w- do you have a moment in time where you decided to commit your life to Christ?
2: Yeah. Um, that year. Uh, so it was Sharon Kishard and Dan Dealing were teaching this program. Um, they said, you need to know about Jesus if you want to go to heaven. And I was like, okay. And then Dan, dealing, dealing. <laughs> Dan dealing took me outside. We said a prayer and I'm like, okay, so I'm a Christian. It's like, yep. I'm like, all right. Awesome. Let's do it.
5: <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So so share with our, our listeners real quick um, what you do today and what your involvement is in, in youth and ministry.
2: Yeah. So today I work at Foothills Church. I am um, the junior high division director. So I oversee all our small groups. I lead our big groups. I lead our camps. Um, I just got back from one of our camps. It was awesome. It was crazy. The Lord's good. Yeah. Um, I also Hills
5: has a gigantic youth ministry. Yeah, Yeah. we do.
2: It's awesome. I also get to work with our young adults with our college ministry. Um, I'm also overseeing part of our Mexico missions and I help lead some of the trips with the college students going to um, Africa and Guatemala. So wow. that's what I do. I do youth ministry, young adults, and missions.
5: And this this is all comes from the fruit of uh, Sunshine Haven and what was started here in San Diego.
4: So many thousands of salvations. That's the thing that's amazing. I just looked at one of the clubs that Dora and I are involved in, and so far there's been twenty six kids saved, and it's just such a joy to introduce them to the love of Jesus. Yeah, and and forgiveness. I think those things, especially, forgiveness.
5: So important.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. I mean, forgiveness changes everything. It changes everything about our relationships. And uh, it's the essence of Christianity, right? So um, that that is a powerful testimony. Um, and, and this isn't like an abnormal thing. Like you said, there's thousands over 27 years. I mean, how many thousands of kids have come to know Christ through these clubs? Oh. Uh, what a fantastic op- uh, opportunity to make a difference in the lives of young people and um you know just to have one person who uh commits their life to christ and then gets so involved i mean it the the, the trickle down effect of that impact uh is just phenomenal uh, it's so interesting to see how many kids in east county and and ongoing um are probably in ministry or loving their kids or being better parents or whatever the case is so That's incredible. So you have uh, other testimonies I know that you wrote down um, to share with uh, some of our... uh, Well,
4: I stopped at one of the houses today as I was going into the Haven office, and the mom still lives there, and her kids were in second and first grade Mm. when I started teaching them, and now they're 30 years old and 28 years old. And one of them is serving in Iraq and he's in the army Wow! and the other one is in computer sciences and lives in Temecula. And it's just wonderful to see struggling kids that, um, they didn't have a dad that lived with them Mm -hmm. and there was just a lot of, a lot of hard, hard, hardships in that house. And I'll never forget one of us, um, gave an invitation that day And went outside to pray with those two boys, Romeo and Antonio. And one of the fathers came up to see what was going on. He was ready to pick them up. And we said, we were just going to pray with them. Would you like to pray with us? And we talked about the love of God and forgiveness. And then asked the boys if they wanted to pray and make this life-changing decision. And the father also knelt down and prayed with them. Wow! And he was the father of Antonio, the one in Temecula. And he was also just a really sharp, sharp man. And Romeo had a disability with stuttering that really affected him. And I'll never forget, I brought all the costumes for an Easter show, and I was at Emerald Middle School, and he said... can I be Jesus? Can I be Jesus? And Jesus had the most lines of anybody for the Easter show. And I looked at him and he just wanted to do it so bad. And I said, yes, Romeo, you can do Jesus. And we did the whole, um, the whole thing until the crucifixion where he said, it's finished and dropped his head. And he did such an eloquent job Mm. riding the donkey in and the whole everything. And at the end I had Academy Awards. And who won was Romeo, a great big chocolate (laughs) Easter bunny. And I took him home that day, and we went into his house, and he said, Mom, I won. Mm -hmm. And he went on to become a football player at Grossmont High School, and he'd stop by the Haven, and he'd say, she always has food, and bring his football friends (laughs) after football practice. Anyhow, it's just been such an awesome and exciting life to see kids change, kids who would who were shut in a closet with a dirty diaper and not fit all day, mm. who used to sit underneath the desk at Sunshine Club and, and hood up over their heads. And I remember these boys. There was a lot of kids living at the grandma's house. Mm-hmm. And I remember the day I told the story about a little boy that wanted to play baseball, and he'd never hit the ball. And he prayed before he went up, and he said, Oh, Lord, would you help me hit the ball? And he hit the ball. And Chris came up to me afterwards and he said, Miss Mary, I've never hit the ball either. And I said, let me pray with you, Chris. And he came back to club the next week and he said, Miss Mary, Mm -hmm. I hit the ball. And from that point on, he sat in the front row. He had his hand up for every question. I couldn't call on him often (laughs) enough. And anyhow, he is a wonderful father and and married these days. And, you know, it's just... Really exciting to see the difference the Lord makes.
5: Oh, yeah. I mean, he changes everything. It's absolutely phenomenal. Well, we're over our break here, so we're going to be right back. My guests today are Mary Rothman, Dora Bruninger, and Chris Alley, sunshinehaven.org. Please check out their website. They're looking for volunteers to help out. They can have a lot more cl- uh, clubs on the campuses Um, But we need um, people to step up and uh, make a difference. Uh, You know, I was actually reading a verse today. uh, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out more workers into the harvest field. And so that's our prayer, is that if you're here in this uh, radio program today, that um, God would spark your heart um, to get involved and contact uh, Mary Rothman or Dora Bruninger. We'll be right back.
0: Before I bring my knee I will bring my
1: heart
5: Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is join.educateforlife.org. You can pick up a recording of this show or past shows. We also have all kinds of resources on there. If you have any questions about God and the Bible, how do we know the Bible is actually inspired by God? um, Answers to that kind of a question. Um, How do we know uh, that Genesis is true? Um, what about the issue of slavery in the Old Testament? Why does the Bible talk about that? All kinds of questions that people have about God and the Bible. Real solid answers. The Bible is true. You can build your life upon the Word of God. So my guests today are from Sunshine Haven, uh, sunshinehaven.org. Mary, do you want to share your phone number if somebody wants to get in contact yes. with you?
4: 619-440-1221. Okay, one more time. 440 440- 1221.
5: Great. Okay. And if you if you want to get a hold of uh, them and volunteer, um, you can call or visit their website. Now, Dora, how did you um, find out about Sunshine Haven and what prompted you to get involved?
6: My family was planning to move to El Cajon. We had lived in East San Diego. So we were getting ready to move in with my uh, parents in the El Cajon area. And my mother-in-law, Margaret Bruninger, kept saying, oh yeah, my, my friend in choir, her daughter's doing Bible clubs in the elementary schools in El Cajon, and she helps the families with food and clothes and just whatever she can, and I said, you can do that in California? <laughs> I was I was stunned. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people are listening I've to our I've heard program. that so many yeah. times since. I'm like, that's what I said. Or you separation
5: know? of church and state, right? Yeah, like that. but
6: th- it, we can do this because we are after school. We're not endorsed by the school. We do the facility use. We get permission to be there after school, and we— Just do our thing. And so as a conscientious mom, I didn't want to sign my kids up for some weird Christian kind of club. So I went the first day with all four of the kids and um, signed them in, filled out the permission slip, hung around in the back a little bit. And I could tell within five minutes, this is wonderful. And it was Mary's club. And um, I said at that point 18 years ago, well, I'm going to be here with my kids since my kids are coming. Can I help? And that's all it took. So I've been helping her ever since at that club at Chase Avenue, and uh, then ten years ago I um, agreed to become an employee and work at the Haven and enlarge the the that's capacity great. of.
5: Now, um, how many employees do you currently have working for Sunshine Haven?
6: There's five of us on the team. Okay. And we're all part time. Everyone has uh, very distinct jobs, but then we all work together on the projects and the ministry.
5: And uh, how many volunteers do you have?
6: We have hundreds hundreds, of volunteers. There's probably two hundred or more that just participate in helping with the clubs, and then we have another group that help primarily with life skills, and then other volunteers will just come in to do various things. We've had a moms' night out ministry for for many years. Just different volunteers who enjoy doing different kinds of things for our ministry, for this ministry. But the bulk are um, the Sunshine Club so, and the Higher Ground. So, Now, um, how
5: many volunteers does it take to run a club at a school?
6: Legally, we have to have two adults. Okay. But really, we need three or four. Because if one person gets sick, mm. then you're stuck. You, you can't, can't run, run a club. club with yeah. one person. Yeah. So just to keep things flowing. And it's a lot more fun with more people, too. Yeah. So you spread out the text a little bit. You know, one can do the verse, one can do the songs, one can do the lesson, um, signing kids in, the snacks, running the games. So there's a lot to do. There's a lot of things to choose from. Yeah. So the more people you have, the more fun it is because you're not doing it all.
5: Yeah, that makes sense. And then you were you were talking a little bit about the life skills. Can yes. you um, expand on that? Like what, what that is, when it was started and so forth?
6: Well, it started when that was the first thing Mary did with children was teaching them to... Um, to learn some skills to take care of themselves so Mm -hmm. what it's grown to is it's not at school anymore it's during school vacations so we have two weeks at easter time and five weeks in the summer where kids come to us three days a week for four hours a day again for free and they sign up for two classes a day so we'll post on a board old school write it on a whiteboard um their choices and so as they're waiting in line they get to Decide which classes they want. So right away, they're learning a life skill of decision-making, looking at their options, making their choice. They tell the leader, these are my two choices. Um,
5: what are some of the choices so, they can choose from?
6: Computer, art, sewing, cooking, guitar. Um, if we have someone with animals, we have animal care. Just and Whatever our volunteers can do those are the classes we offer. Okay. So it can vary. My husband likes to do more of the science, nature classes, like learning about butterflies or bees or um, just learning about the amazing world we live in. And then um, we feed the children a breakfast, a breakfast bar, lunch, and then a snack before they go home. In the middle of the day after lunch, we have a Bible lesson and a worship time. So we keep feeding them, like you were saying earlier. We're um, feeding the spiritual part. The emotional part, the psychological part, the physical part. Yeah. One of the classes we always offer is sports or fitness. So the kids who just have to get out there and play, the, yeah. <laughs> they just need to be moving. We always have a class for them, and they sign up as often as they can to do that.
5: That's great. And and this is all free. Yes. Wow! So yes. you you must have uh, you, the entire ministry is supported by, through donations. Is that yes, correct? Yes, yeah.
6: completely through do- donations.
5: That's great. So if somebody wants to donate, can they donate on, on the website or how does that work?
4: Yes, they can. Let me tell you a funny story. I got a phone call and we'd had a we do a lot of special events for the kids that are yeah. free too. We had nine hundred kids at a ranch trip way out in Hamul. Oh my! And goodness. I just got back and it was just amazing.
5: Nine hundred kids. That's a that is a lot of kids. And all kinds
4: of like, things like fishing and, and potato sack races and, and barbecue. Anyhow, and it took a lot of adults to do it, too. Uh-huh. I got home and the phone rang and it was a guy who said, I heard you work with kids. What have you done lately? And I said, well, today we had a huge ranch trip. It was during spring break. Yeah. And he said, well, my wife and I would like to meet with you. And I thought his name was Sidney Hitchcock. And so I told my husband, I have a meeting with Sidney Hitchcock and his wife. And I went and met them. I had no idea that he was a baseball star, Sterling Hitchcock. Oh, and wow. so I told him all about the things we were doing. And I thought he maybe want to help with a club. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I really got his name wrong. And he never corrected me. And the next thing I know, we got a call from his financial advisor saying, um, we need your 5013C number because Sterling would like to help support And he still continues. Cinderella Day is one of our great big things where we get kids ready for middle school. And when we're short on funds, I call Sterling and say, Sterling, do you think this is really important? Because it is really important to me. It makes me cry to think of not doing it, getting new shoes and backpack and new outfit and and haircut and getting the kids ready for middle school. And they're so nervous about it Mm -hmm. anyhow. And he says, yes, Mary, it's important. He was a foster child. And he knew how important it was for that first day of middle school. And so people like that, that their hearts are touched by the stories. Yeah. And this has been since so he was in stories. San Diego.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is great. Now, um, we're, we're on another break here. But when we come back, I have a few more questions about Higher Ground and also about um, what exactly. I mean, there is a lot of programs you're doing. I mean, you're doing so many different programs. Um, so we'll, we'll learn more about that. My guests today are Mary Rothman, Dora Bruninger, and Chris Alley from sunshinehaven.org. We're going to be right back.
1: 439 How much time and money do you spend buying lattes and espresso drinks? Express Fix Coffee invites you to discover super automatic espresso machines for your home or office. Enjoy delicious coffee drinks at the push of a button. Dave Martin and his local team help you choose the perfect machine for you. Call Express Fix Coffee for new or used espresso machines, repairs, parts, or accessories. Learn more online at ExpressFixCoffee.com. Call Dave at 619
5: there got to be more. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. And if you want to listen to, um, if you missed part of this show and you want to listen to the rest of it, you can check us out. We're podcasting the show. It's uh, if you use iTunes or whatever the case. You can also check it out on YouTube, and you can go to my website, educateforlife.org. You can visit the website there. My guests today are from sunshinehaven.org, sunshinehaven.org. They are a nonprofit here in San Diego, Southern California, and they have clubs on 41 campuses, elementary and middle school, but they're trying to expand that to at least 12 more schools. They need anywhere from two to four volunteers per school. So if you're out there and you have a heart for kids, you love Jesus, um, they would love to have your support and your help um, to volunteer on these clubs. We have so many kids that need to hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's so many opportunities and it's an after-school Bible club. So uh, please get in contact with them if you are at all interested in finding out more or supporting the ministry. Um, so I was gonna ask about the higher ground clubs. Um, they, those are the middle school clubs. And you, you Chris, said that you were um, involved with those. Now, how many uh, clubs are you involved with?
2: I currently run two clubs, one in El Cajon and one in La Mesa.
5: That's great. And uh, what is involved in that? I imagine that's slightly different than what goes on in the elementary clubs. Um, How are you, uh, what's the, what do you do there in the higher ground clubs?
2: So our template is very similar. We get there, we do announcements, we go out, we run around, play a game, come back, do a snack, a Bible study. Um, We try to end in a time of worship.
5: So. And and so how long do these run, typically?
2: Um, one club I have is an hour. The other club I have is an hour and a half.
5: Okay. And then um, how does uh, Sunshine Haven work with the churches? What um, Obviously, these kids, a lot of them, they don't have Christian parents, mm-hmm. and they might come to a Bible club once a week, but really you want to get them plugged into a church and, and begin to build a community and a family, and that's really what happened to you eventually. So how does that process work, Mary?
4: Well, we used to own a bus and take kids to church, but... Fortunately, Chris's church has buses that pick up kids. And so we always let them know about that or a local church that's close to them that um, just loves working with our kids. And it's just turned out to be a real growth thing, putting them into church. But they also come back and volunteer with us Mm. and they volunteer with a club or they volunteer at life schools, skills, and it's wonderful to see them taking a part leadership too.
5: Absolutely. They're not just, uh, they're they're actually putting uh, feet to their faith mm-hmm. and getting out there and making a difference. And um, do you see, uh, Chris, in your experience, because I know you have such a large youth ministry, do you see a lot of kids uh, transitioning from the, the Sunshine Haven and so forth, the higher ground into the Bible clubs? Yeah,
2: I see a lot of kids coming. We have um, programs that we do where we do competitions between the clubs they're like, okay, we're going to do this big event and the highest percentage of your club that gets there is going to win a pizza party. So we get a lot of kids to come to foothills or come to a church event, um, and then sticking around, it's not quite as massive, but I was just, uh, at this last camp, just blessed because I'm looking at these uh, these young ladies that I invited to church five years ago, I invited them to higher ground, those three sisters, and now their entire family comes, they're in leadership at our church, and we have one in high school, one in eighth grade, and one in sixth grade, and I was just like, man, I am so blessed to played a part in that.
5: Do you uh, see that a lot? Do you see where these kids go homes? And I know you shared that story where they go home and then the the parents um, are impacted by what's happening in their kid's life. We have a club
6: teacher, um, Stephanie, at Hammershaw. It's our biggest club. They have over 100 students every week coming to club. She got saved um, when her child went to Sunshine Club at Highlands way back when he was a little kid. And she was similar to me. She's like, I need to go see what my child is learning. And so he started going to club. She went to see what he was learning about. She got saved. Their whole family got saved, got baptized. And now she's leading our largest club. And wow. <laughs> she, they're, they're in Hamul, the Hamul area. And um, JCC Hamul Community Church yeah. is so intent on reaching these families for Christ and bringing them into the church and they're doing a very good job of it. Um, they have a very high rate of their sunshine club kids, families coming to club, maybe for an Easter event or for a special presentation. And, um, it's such a small community that they're very effective in that. But yes, um, children get saved. Their families get saved. not every one of them, but it happens frequently. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so our goal is not just, To come to sunshine club and then that's it it's we want those families to get involved in a church we have 27 28 or more churches represented in our volunteer base Hmm. so whatever churches are represented at that club those churches are welcome to promote the activities that their church is offering like it's the easter egg hunt or if it's a halloween thing or a
5: so that's a great that's a great thing for churches to know because um this is their opportunity to get the word yeah. out about their church and mm-hmm. to um build that community and that family um through getting involved with Sunshine Haven.
6: Right. And doesn't have to be your church is sponsoring this club necessarily either. It can be just one or two from a church that hey, we wanna help other people with their club. And can they can just come together mm. in unity. Because we're teach, we're preaching the same message,
5: yeah, that's right, and that's right.
6: we're one in Christ, yeah. and it makes a great team.
5: That's great, and um, my uh, I've heard the stat over and over again that um, people accept the Lord at a young age mm-hmm. more often than when they get stuck in a rut as they get older. Is that something that you, you, uh, you're familiar with? I
4: just read that statistic the other day, yeah. and it said after fourteen, it's rare for kids to come to the Lord, and. As young as four years old, hmm. we used to have kindergartners in our club. But like my club in El Cajon, it's so large, and we have so many of the older kids yeah. that we want to keep it. Not anyone taking a nap on the floor in the yeah. middle of the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> or or playing with each other's braids. Yeah, yeah. And so and now it starts at first grade just to just to keep it not as much Manageable. babysitting yeah. and more. Yeah. Yes. And we do so many other things too, like Christmas thanksgiving cinderella day um lots of padre tickets so many so many things are offered to us and we go yes 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 yeah and we get our snacks at food bank and and we got a huge delivery today where was that one from feeding san diego and they even delivered it which was awesome
5: wow now, um, what happens during the summer when school gets out? Uh, um, is it uh, time to take a break or what, what happens?
6: No, we don't have any break, Yeah, do we? <laughs> That's when life skills starts. Oh, okay. <laughs> so when everyone else is like, oh, you know, we're going to – so do you get some time off? It's like, oh, no, we're yeah. just gearing up. We're just – you know, life skills is a very intensive time very. and it's very so does busy. That
5: run, does that run uh, like June, July, yes. August kind of? Yes. Yeah. yes.
4: And and we start adding new things like reading. We started reading classes because of my broken arm last year and my, my surgeon was saying, do you know how kids lose their ground in elementary school? They don't have any tutoring in the summer mm. and reading is so important. Mm-hmm. And he hammered that into me and we went back and we went to the school district and we said, we need some used books so we can have the kids reading together and reading out loud in small groups. And they furnished us with a ton of books. And so reading was a really uh, big class last summer. And, of course, we're doing it again this year. And this summer we're also going to do survival skills, yeah, which are things like what to do if you have a fire in your house. Mm. And we had that happen with a yeah. fireman had come and showed him how to pull out that emergency thing. And there was a fire in her house that very day apartment. Wow. And she had just learned that. So we're going to have survival classes. Yeah. Once a week where they have – they know who to call, what to do about it, and how to make an emergency meal and those basic things that, that we need to teach the kids. Yeah,
5: that's excellent. We have – we just this past year just had two families' homes burned down. Huh. Just last week we had a, a family's home burned down. Yeah, very tragic, but – um very valuable what you're, what you're sharing. My guests today are Mary Rothman, Dora Bruninger, and Chris Alley from sunshinehaven.org. And um, they're looking for volunteers. So if you can get involved, please do so. Uh, pray about it. And uh, it's a way that you can make a very quick difference. If you're one of those kind of people that, um, you know, wants immediate gratification, you want to see people's lives change quickly, um, this is a ministry where, I mean, these are immediate results you're seeing as you impact a, a child's life for the kingdom of God and for Jesus Christ. We're going to be right back. We have one segment left.
0: For 36 years, Fastlane Kayaking has helped people like you experience everything that's great about San Diego. Fastlane makes fishing and water sports fun and easy. Hobie Cat kayaks feature a popular pedal system, not paddles, keeping your hands free as you fish. You no longer need to tow and gas up a boat to experience great San Diego fishing. Call or come in for your no-charge demo ride. 619-222-0766. Fastlanesailing.com. At Dana Landing
7: Marine. Arena across from SeaWorld 6192220766
3: conoverhomes.com
5: Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on our last segment of today's show. Thanks for joining us this Saturday. And uh, my guests today are from the Sunshine Haven, Mary Rothman, Dora Bruniger, and Chris Alley. And uh, their website, sunshinehaven.org. They run 41 clubs in Southern California, East San Diego, on the elementary and middle school campuses. And uh, Dora, um, when we were off air, you were mentioning that you're looking at doing some sort of a fundraising event it's coming up uh, potentially in the spring. Uh, do you want to share with us a little bit about that?
4: Well, because my burning desire is for them to go to camp again, and it costs so much to go to camp. Yeah, I was talking to one of our moms who said, Her son attends club and she said, I would love him to go to camp. And she recalled with me how you never saw the lights in the city, but out at camp you could see all the stars Mm. and hear all these insect noises and things you never expect to see and fun from the morning you get up until you go to bed at night. And I said, I would love to raise money for that again. So we're planning on having a spring event and it's in the works right now. I've got somebody who is a party fun planner and we are working on a date in May, and it's going to be especially so we can raise money for camps. So if
5: somebody, if somebody wants to donate specifically, I have somebody in my mind right now who actually told me he only likes to donate specifically for individual students that are going to be going to camps and that sort we of thing. We can pay. make That's that happen. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. So.
4: $200 it is for a kid. Okay. And it's four nights, and we meet at the Haven and give them a supper f- for their families so they send them off on the bus and wave goodbye because we found if we didn't do that, people didn't stay and wave goodbye to their kids, and we wanted them to have that big send-off. Yeah. And so we have a family supper, and then they go out to camp. And um, we should go out at night just because we love seeing the bonfire and the kids oh, yeah. pray for salvation. And it's just wonderful.
5: And and um, where is the camp? Is that at Indian Hills? Indian Hills, Hills Okay, camp. great, great. Um and then I was going to ask you um I know that you have camp uh, you know the clubs in the elementary and the middle school um do you have clubs in high school or what what's the um what's the thought there
6: In high school the uh, students have to lead the clubs Okay um so students it has to be student school? They're typically during school oh, Okay so we don't we do the clubs that where we go in and we um oversee we manage we do the whole club so the high school uh, foothills has several um, campuses where they mentor and assist the students, but that's not what Sunshine Haven does. But we, you know, we support them and like love that what they're doing. And a lot of our higher ground club teachers also do high school ministry, but it's not what we focus on. Okay, but we
4: certainly take them as volunteers with our clubs, and sometimes it works out. Some of our clubs are later. And they come in, and sometimes they're not there for the whole club, but they want to see the kids learning and the joy of learning. Absolutely.
5: And how old does somebody have to be in order to be a volunteer in um, in the Sunshine Haven?
4: You know what? We even have middle school graduates who come back to life skills and want to help teach a club. We always have them combined with, with adults. Mm-hmm. But they... They loved it so much. They just want to be there. And sometimes we have way more volunteers than we need. And we have 50 junior high graduates sitting outside having lunch. And because we can't say no, because it's a safe (laughs) place for them to be.
5: Absolutely. And,
4: And it's so much fun for them to see each other. And we love their help, too.
5: That's great. Now, has there ever been a thought of expanding beyond um the schools that you have? I know you said you're still looking for v- volunteers for those 12 more schools, but what about like the mm-hmm. city of San Diego and those Yeah, we'd areas? go
6: anywhere if we had volunteers to do yes, the clubs. anywhere.
5: Okay. So it's just a matter- so it doesn't matter whether somebody's in North County or anywhere. No, okay. anywhere. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And what what um have what's the farthest you've had clubs outside of uh, the East County area?
6: Right the Sara Mesa area? Yes. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay. That's great. And are there um, other organizations that do ministry um, in San Diego that are similar to what Sunshine Haven is doing?
4: We went to a camp um, and and viewed what they were doing, and it was high school kids. It what was the uh, Young Life. Young Life. Young Life, okay. And one of the leaders went with us in our car, and it was really, really great. But they work with high school students also, and I guess... I guess we love the teachability of the little kids. Mm, that's true. And yeah. The attention span—you can just hear a pin drop when we're t- giving the Bible lesson. Yeah. And they want to hear so much about answered prayer and and friendships and there's so many things to teach them. And we just go through the Bible, miracles, and Old Testament, and and share with them the excitement mm. of. It's not a history book. It's now and then.
5: Yeah. Christ is moving now yeah, yeah. in our lives and making a difference uh, now. So that's fantastic. Well, um, I want to thank you guys so much for being on the air today. Thank uh, you for having us. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a huge blessing. And uh, I think uh, it's such an impactful ministry. Uh, so if you're listening out there, I've been saying this over and over again, but please um, get involved. Uh, there is no greater time to make an impact in a kid's life. That, like Mary was saying, under 14 years old is when um, you know they're looking for hope. And they're looking for encouragement, and a lot of them come from struggling backgrounds, like Chris shared. And so, um, uh, we love to have you get involved. Um, you want to share one more story before we wrap up here, Mary, or do you have something? Or
4: well, I was just finding a quote that I had copied, mm-hmm. and it said, "As you age, volunteering can improve your sex life and decrease." depression and so how do you like that you're that's not just great, helping kids but you're helping yourself
5: uh, that's a great sales pitch i, I wasn't expecting that but <laughs> that'll be a great way to end the show
6: <laughs> now everyone's awake Now everyone's yeah, awake Right? they were like hey wait what
5: were they talking about okay. it works for me <laughs> That's so funny. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you very much, you guys, for being on the show. Really appreciate it.
6: Thank you. We appreciate it.
5: Okay. So uh, we'll be back on the air next Saturday. I hope you'll join me. I'll have another uh, guest on the show. And uh, I think I'll have a a surprise guest coming up here soon that's going to have a big impact. Also, if you remember, I uh, was handcuffed to an atheist uh, last year. And uh, the video should be coming out on BuzzFeed, um, I think, this week or next week. So... Uh, Keep your eyes open for that. That should be pretty interesting. I'm not sure what to expect. So uh, lots of fun stuff. God bless your Saturday. Look forward to being with you next
7: time. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email kevcon at educateforlife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at educateforlife.com.
1: You will always be much more to me. Every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right, but that's alright.